Hello there. Welcome to the Lakeside Life Podcast. Um, my name is Jacob. I'm a creative arts protege here at Lakeside. Um, and if you've ever tuned into this podcast before, you know that normally right here is where I would be introducing somebody else and we would be getting into a long talk about something interesting or nerdy or fun. Um, and this week, I decided not to do that. Um, if you're listening in the future, uh, this week we have a uh, very interesting election happening um, in our country. Um, and this is a time where a lot of people are feeling very stressed out and feeling very anxious and I can totally understand why. And so I thought that this week, um, a kind of long form conversation would not best serve the needs of people who just need some peace and reassurance and encouragement. So instead of doing a long form conversation with someone, today's podcast is going to be pretty short. I'm sure I'm only going to keep it to about 10 or 15 minutes. And rather than have a talk with somebody else, um, I really just want to I want to take a minute to pray for anyone who's listening and to share a little bit of um some scripture that I found really really encouraging this week as I was kind of staring down the uncertainties of this election and what's to come in our country. So I'm just going to go ahead and start it out with some prayer. So Father God, I just want to thank you so much for uh for all that you've given us and for the purpose that you've put on our lives. And I thank you so much for this awesome form of media where I'm able to say a prayer over people that I don't even know who's going to hear it yet. And I'm still going to be able to pray for your peace and comfort and strength to be filling them up every moment that they hear this, God. So I just want to pray that you would be bringing that to our church, to your people, God, all across this nation, that you'd be filling us with, with peace and resilience and strength and hope so that we might be a light for the others who need it now, God. Thank you very much. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Man, this is a cool feeling to be able to pray and honestly not be praying for anyone in specific. There's no one else in the room with me. Um, and knowing that at some point, other people are going to hear it. And hopefully, you've been encouraged by it. Um, so what I really want to do, I was um, I was reading the book of Titus in the New Testament this week. It's a really, really short book. Absolutely wonderful read. It's only three chapters. So if you get a chance, um, maybe just go have a read. Uh, it's a really short letter that Paul wrote to Titus, who was kind of one of Paul's protege. We read about Titus and a couple other letters that Paul wrote. Um, Titus kind of tagging along with Paul on some of his different missionary work. And um, in this letter that Paul wrote to Titus, something interesting has happened. And that is that Titus is not with Paul. Obviously, Paul's writing him a letter. Titus and Paul both went to the island of Crete uh, to start a church there. Um, Crete is pretty close to Greece, um, but it's an island that in the time that 
Paul and Titus were there, it had a reputation for being like an outrageously immoral place. You know, if you've ever heard the term a Cretan before, that is that is actually direct reference to like that term originated from people in the Roman Empire that for hundreds of years before Paul and Titus had ever been to Crete, um, people would would refer to people who had low moral character as Cretans. Um, and so Paul and Titus went to go launch a church in probably one of the more volatile, odd places, difficult places to start a church ever. And also, Paul left to go do more missionary work and left Titus on this island by himself to start this church. And so, I mean, this this letter that Paul writes to Titus opens up with, you know, hey, Titus, here's how you should be picking out elders for the church. So Paul wasn't even able to help Titus like really, really establish a good group of leaders around him before he had to leave. So Titus is left alone on this on this island to do all of this work, to set up a church, to establish good leaders, to teach them, to to have this like this battle and this struggle against the against the very culture of the island that he was on. Um, and that seems insanely daunting. And I think when we first, you know, when we first read that, there's a real thought that like there's some fight or flight, you know, like, like, oh man, I bet Titus is just going to have to make, he's either going to fail or he's going to have to make a lot of enemies and he's really going to have to push hard to change things. And, and I think that's the way that we tend to see things. Um, And that's the way that a lot of like social change has happened in our country is this, is this like you know, like get your, get your, you know, grit your teeth and, and, you know, be willing to push for things. And I think, um, in, in chapter two of Titus, uh, Paul is, Paul is giving Titus some direction on, on how to, on how to teach people, how to teach the older men in the church, how to teach the women in the church, how to teach the younger men in the church, how to teach the, the children, all of these things, how to interact with people outside of the church. And one verse that just really, really caught my eye is uh, Titus chapter 2, verse 7. Paul tells Titus, Show yourself in all respects a model of good works, and in your teaching show integrity, gravity, and sound speech that cannot be censured then any opponent will be put to shame having nothing evil to say of us. And I think that there's something really, really interesting about that and the fact that, you know, Paul is not telling Titus, go out and and make all of these people feel terribly about all the choices that they're making. He's not saying, he's not saying go out and tell everybody exactly how they're, you know, exactly how they're doing everything wrong and and be as like abrasive as possible what what Paul tells Titus to do is first and foremost he tells Titus like you're the one who has to be a model of good works everyone is going to be looking at you for okay how do we respond to these you know to these super immoral times and Paul tells Titus the first thing you have to do is make sure that you are the one who is leading the charge 
with doing good works, with really doing the work of Jesus. And the second thing he says is, in your teaching, show integrity, gravity, and sound speech. Um, those are three really interesting things, you know, because integrity kind of makes sense. You know, we have to, we have to, as Jesus followers, we're supposed to be honest and have integrity with others. Um, but the fact that he throws gravity in there is interesting to me. You know, Paul is telling Titus, you know, don't, don't sugarcoat things for people. Be honest, be a, be a model for good works, show love, but also in that honesty, don't, don't sugarcoat things for people. Be willing to show them the gravity of the situation, the gravity of their choices, the gravity of the ways in which they're living their lives and how that's going to impact other people. Um, and right after, you know, first he says, be honest with people. Second, he says, don't sugarcoat things. Show them how important all of these are. And the third thing he says, have sound speech that cannot be censored. And so Paul is saying, you know, Timothy, don't, or uh, Titus, don't say things lightly. You know, if you're going to be honest with people, and if you're going to speak with gravity, if you're going to speak with importance, like if you're going to show people, you know, if you're going to speak with urgency about, you know, the error of the way that they're doing things, don't let yourself say things that don't make sense really, really think through everything that you're going to say, have absolutely sound speech so that no one can, so that no one can argue away your viewpoints or your opinions. And, and that's how Paul shows Titus that, that people are really going to listen to him. Like there's no way to, there's no way to force people to listen to you through, through, you know, he's not, he's not telling Titus to, to be angry with people. He's not telling Titus to, to do the things that the people in that culture are doing. Paul is telling Titus like, man, if you really want to train, if you really want to change hearts, be honest with people, make sure that they understand the gravity of their situation and really think about what you're going to say. So that when people listen to you, even if you don't, even if you don't change their mind, they will have nothing evil to say of us. And I think that's a really important thing to remember that that we as Christ followers are representing Christ to people. And that's exactly how Christ spoke. Christ spoke with honesty and integrity. Christ definitely spoke with gravity. He did not he did not sugarcoat our situation at all. And Christ spoke with very sound language. And that's that's important. You know, there are, you know, obviously there were, you know, the Pharisees had some evil things to say about Christ, um, but they weren't warranted. And that's, that's the point is we should be able to live our lives in such a way as, as uh, Christ followers that, that people don't, don't have any kind of dirt on us, if that makes sense. And so I guess my, my encouragement this week you know, kind of trying to relate this to what we're experiencing with this election, because there are, I, I know that, I know that it is easy to get worried about these things. And I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you that there's no reason to be worried or to have concern about the outcome of this election. Um, 
But what I will say is that we have we have a book that has thousands that has that has thousands of years worth of tried and true strategies for how to deal with hard times and how to do it and how to do it well and how to represent Christ well and how to change the most the most minds and the most hearts. And so I want to encourage you if you are if you if this if this election if this time is something that has really been getting your heart stirred and is getting your stomach in knots I really want to encourage you to just pour over the scriptures pour over the New Testament pour over Paul's letters that have some awesome wonderful teaching and advice for how to how to stay strong as a Christ follower when the culture is is so antithetical to Christ around us. Paul has got a lot of good things to say. You know, that was that was literally one verse in in one of his really short letters. And uh, you know, Paul Paul encountered a lot throughout his ministries. He encountered a lot of racism. That's what a lot of Galatians is about. Um, he encountered a lot of people trying to to live through legalism. He encountered a lot of false teaching. He encountered a lot of really immoral societies. You know, he he encountered being imprisoned wrongly. And so Paul has a lot of wisdom to give us about how to be able to encounter those things and do it with integrity and gravity and sound speech. So I really hope that was encouraging for you today. Um, and just know that that we as a church are praying for you. We as a church are praying for our country. We as a church are praying for our whole body of believers, um, asking that God would be present in this time and that God would be leading us and that God would be opening our minds and our hearts to how we can be, how we can be doing the most for him and living the most for him in times when it is really, really hard to think about that. So, I hope you guys all have a wonderful week, regardless of how the rest of the week turns out. Um, I hope that you are able to find some some peace and some comfort, and I also hope that you're that you are able to find some some strength and some conviction and steadfast steadfastness in Christ this week. Have a great week. Go with God. <laughs>